When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is being jaded and other unhealthy patterns. How do you break them? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. While I don't like to say dating is hard, the journey can be. Dealing with rejection, getting ghosted, shitty dick. I mean, I'm just going to say it can all get to us. It can make a lot of us jaded and bring about a pattern of unhealthy behavior. Sometimes, though, the the patterns are the cause of our woes. So today, we're going to get some A-list help in identifying these patterns and going from jaded to maybe just content. Uh, But before we get into this, please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends. And also leave us a five-star rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Aisha's here in the house. Hey. Hey, girl. Uh, I'm clearly (laughs) sick. I have a cold. Remember when we used to get colds? Um, I know it's not COVID because I just got COVID like four months ago and I got vaccinated like a month after. So I'm like, my antibodies are through the fucking roof. Um, So I'm really hoping it's not. No, it's a cold because there's no fever or anything. I'm just straight congested and sneezing like a motherfucker. Damn. Um, So I apologize, guys, that my voice is going to sound like this. I'll try not to talk as much. Um, we're also on social media. We're at kind of dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha says dance across the board. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into today's episode. It's our favorite guest recurring, most recurring on kind of dating. Uh, she has appeared on Dr. Drew Entertainment Tonight. Extra, gosh, the list goes on. She was a star of Bravo TV's LA Shrink, uh, LA Shrinks, an author of Breakup Emergency, a guide to transform your breakup into a breakthrough. Uh, we are welcoming back therapist and founder of Face It, Dr. Eris Humor. 
Hey, I being here. When I got your email to come back, I'm like, yes, I want to come back. It's been a while. <laughs> we love you. And by the way, it might be healthy to get a cold right now. You know, Girl. I think, you know, all of us just need to get a little sick. <laughs> yeah. You know, get our immune systems like yeah. back in check. I'm like, my poor kid hasn't been sick, knock on wood. I'm very fortunate oh, yeah. in here, <laughs> but he needs to get in some germs now, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's the reason I'm, I'm not taking medication this time. Like I'm not taking anything. I was like, let my body just fight it off so it can build some immunity. Yeah. Um, because now I'm like, all right, I've gotten everything in the last six months. So <laughs> it should be good after this. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Glad to hear. Um, well, you know, Dr. Ayers, we got to still ask you because who knows? Life changes. Um, Aisha, Married. ask the way. <laughs> Married. Done. We Married. Are <laughs> Married mom. You know this. You know this. You've been on enough. She's great. Um, well, that's always happy. We're always happy to hear that. Um, you know, today we're talking about unhealthy patterns. Can you sort of explain to people what we even mean by that and and what some of these patterns are in in dating and relationships? Well, I think patterns are actually the most challenging part of any relationship. They are learned behaviors that we get from childhood and then we get things stuck in our subconscious, unconscious world. And then we start creating certain patterns and behaviors in our lives, right? And then it leads all into difficult and challenging relationship patterns that we might not even be aware of that are happening. And so when I look at myself, I've been with my husband going on 17 years now and I still see patterns within myself that come up from my childhood, especially being a mom. I wow. see certain things happening, you know, and I see certain behaviors happening that are clearly from my childhood, right? So if, if the patterns are negative in your life, it's important for you to address them because usually when, when patterns are negative, then we get not so great experiences in our relationships, Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to address those. So I always say that they start from when you were really little and they're learned behaviors and whatever they are, they're defense mechanisms. Like if they're negative behaviors, you could be defending yourself, mm -hmm. right? And and what are some of the patterns yourself. you sort of hear mm -hmm. from people, you know, through all your years? Like are there are there big ones that people kind of tend to... Well, you can look at your red, anyone who's doing red flags. Mm. So I'm dating unavailable people, people who aren't available in my life, addiction, um, arguing, yelling and screaming. Like if you came from a household that had a lot of fighting, you might repeat those, that fighting in your current relationship and not, not know how to break the cycle. Um, abusive relationships, if you've seen that from before, you might repeat them over and over again. So these types of things, um, you know, I, I seem to date the same person over and right. over again, right? right? And I don't know how to break the cycle. Yeah, I think you know, that, I, that feels like Groundhog's Day. And, and right. patterns and behaviors might not only be in your relationships, but they might be in your friendships, they might be in your work environment. They are something... If, if they are negative, then they're hindering. They're not bringing the positives out, right? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we all need certain patterns to also succeed. So patterns and behaviors can be positive too, right? To get anything done, you need to have, you know, certain habitual, because we're all habitual creatures. So you need certain behaviors and patterns to succeed in life too. So it doesn't have to be all negative. Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely think that the biggest one that people uh, tend to reach out about are like, they feel like they're dating the same kind of person over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. Um, Even though, and it's always interesting because they look, they might look different, but the underlying person is sort of the same, um, which I was definitely guilty of forever. Um, Aisha, do you sort of feel like, have you identified some of your patterns? Yeah, I definitely am in the camp of dating similar or ending up in similar situations is what it can be because the personalities are are even different. The looks are completely different, but somehow by the end of it, the same sort of pattern happens where um, me just sort of letting things happen and the people that I'm dating are taking full advantage of that and, you know, doing whatever they feel like they should do. (laughs) I had the same patterns and behaviors, no matter who the guy was. They all looked alike. They were all all dark and handsome, like every single one of them. I'm like, oh my God, I could be in a football field full of totally like healthy men. (laughs) That one guy is going to be attracted to me in the entire football stadium. So, you know, it's like Groundhog's Day. Right. And it is that, I mean, I, Aisha pointed out something interesting, which is we could all be dating. It's not always, again, um, about dating the same type of person. It's also finding yourself in the same type of situation. Yeah. And for her, it's maybe like the idea of letting too much slide and then these people are taking advantage over and over. And that's the the pattern. And mm-hmm. like for me, it was always dating people that needed fixing. And mm. so you're constantly like a teacher or a guide versus just being uh, in a relationship. And so that's important, I think, for people to hear so that they can think about what part is repeating over and over. It might not always be the other person as the repeated pattern. It might be you. Well, that's the most important thing because it really is about you. Yeah. It's not about the other person because the other person has their own situation, whatever that is for them. It's not our job to get overly invested in somebody who brings out our unhealthy patterns unless we choose that relationship and we see that within ourselves and we're able to make the change. So you said exactly what the intro to and the opportunity to change your patterns is. So if you could say, if you can if you can go with inward, because this is what is the most important thing. Like we're so easy to judge other people and their negative behaviors and their negative patterns. If we can start putting the focus on ourselves, then that's where your whole world can change, right? Right. Change a pattern, change your world. So, so what you can do is you can say, okay, this is just name one behavior, one pattern that's negatively impacting you and put it in a short sentence, whether it be, I attract unavailable people in my life. And just look at that one pattern that is happening mm-hmm. and change that. 
start going through the discomfort of attracting unavailable people in your life because you will continue to. It's you changing yourself in that, you know, negative behavior pattern that's happening in your life, right? So if you can just make that one change in your different patterns that you're seeing, that's when your whole entire world can change. But setting How- those boundaries can be really uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The feelings of those negative things in our lives. It's we're actually more comfortable, we think, in that uncomfortable situation. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, I want to know the how can people start identifying those patterns? Like, what if you don't even know what the fucking problem is? And you're just like, I keep ending up in the same shit. Get some help. Yeah, (laughs) You know, be like, I don't know what's happening. What am I doing? Um, Open yourself up to having people reflect Mm -hmm. that. You know, and that's really how, that's the first step. If you can't see it within yourself, there's obviously something there. So like I said, that start doing that journey inward instead of the external journey by pointing your fingers at everybody else being the issue, the guy or the girl being the jerk, you know, not being faithful, being an addict, Whatever it may be, it's not about them. It's about you. And if you can embrace that internal journey within yourself, your whole entire world can change. Mm -hmm. Because when we change these patterns and behaviors, we get a whole new experience in life Mm -hmm. that we might not even have known as possible. Is it ever worth asking like your family and friends? Of course, if you're open to it, if you're open, you know, to them giving you feedback. It's so hard to hear. It's so (laughs) hard to hear. It's so hard to hear. You know, I embrace the difficult things to hear now because it's been so often that I've had to change behaviors and patterns in my life. And so it's like, it feels like it's like a sword to my heart or my gut. It's just like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable to hear about Mm -hmm. myself. But if I'm willing to make the change and go through that incredible discomfort, and I'm not even down, I'm not going to downplay it. It is incredible discomfort to make change. I mean, it's Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, it's not easy to lay solid foundations. You know, we have to go back in and, you know, fix those cracks. And now I know the opportunities that can happen from that. I just wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, no, 100%. I, 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 there's an element of awareness also, right? That's like required a little bit of as you're going through something, sort of identifying like, oh, right, I keep doing this mm-hmm. in the moment. Like I know I've had to work a lot on – um and I always feel bad saying it because I don't think I have like, I, I'm not like a rage person, but I know that if I speak in a moment that I'm not, like if I'm being pushed in a moment to talk, I will say something that will be really, really hurtful. So like I've had to learn that like, oh, if I get pushed to this limit, I need to walk away. And then I can like come back and and have a discussion Um and in the beginning, it was like hard to identify because you always think other other people are the problem. You fucking pissed me off. Right. Like, you know, but then I go, well, but my reaction made it 10 times worse. 
So, okay, what can I do to cut this, like my part of the behavior? And uh, and that's just a small example, right? Like, do you think like jealousy? That's a a big example. Yeah. Right. Not even. But not everybody deals with rage, I guess. Right. But you can use rage or jealousy or resentment or whatever it is for you. We're we're all different. We all have our own situations. What we need to do is separate ourselves from the other person and look at what feelings and emotions or whatever it is coming up within us and be like vulnerable enough. Like I say, vulnerability is the key to intimacy, but it's into me. You see, I need to see into myself. Right. And once I can see into myself, this isn't something that happens overnight. This is a journey for sure. And it's with age and experience too. You know, what we know about ourselves in our twenties is nothing compared to what I can know about myself in my forties. Right. It's just not going to happen. So that's life experience, but just having, giving yourself the opportunity to make those changes is profound in allowing yourself to have healthier experiences in your life. Do you think being jaded is also sort of a, like a learned behavior? Is it, or is that like a symptom of something? I think it is more, I don't think jaded is a learned behavior. That's just from you being experiencing hurt over and over and over and over again, and then just getting really angry, which can also keep you stuck and not wanting to put yourself out there because you don't want to get hurt again. I, when we're talking about relationships here. So Mm -hmm. I always looked at being hurt as an opportunity for growth. I had to shift the mindset, right? Instead of becoming jaded, I'm like, okay, like clearly this relationship wasn't meant to be because if it was meant to be, it was going to (laughs) be right. So where are my triggers? Where are my projections? Why am I angry? Why am I hurt? What really happened? Let me face myself, take a real look at myself in the mirror and face these things within myself. And once I can do that, it allows me the opportunity for growth, right? So that's why it's essentially why I wrote Breakup Emergency as my thesis to becoming a therapist, right? So it was knowing that a breakup isn't a breakdown, it can actually be a breakthrough, right? Mm -hmm. So I use these relationships as a gift to experiencing more of who I am or who I can be, the potential that I can have. So each person that you attract into your life allows you that opportunity for growth, right? If you have the courage to do so. But what about the people that don't attract anyone? And like, that's why they're jaded. Like, you know, I, cause we get a lot of messages about that. Like, um, I, I got one recently and I think the listener was in their fifties and was just saying, I thought by now I would have found somebody and it's just not happening. And now I just like, I can't help but think this shit is, it's shit. You know, like they're clearly not feeling good because they, there is nobody to even learn from um, or so they feel. What do you say to those people? I know it's so hard and it's so sad because I see this all the time, all the time. Sometimes I will, if they continue therapy, eventually they will have a break, 
right? Mm-hmm. So so being jaded in that moment is more because I think there's different levels of being jaded, right? And that's like that's the level of jaded and not being open at all. Like I'm just it's not gonna happen. And so I always just I'm honest, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because you can meet anybody anywhere and be open and free. You know, a relationship isn't going to solve all your problems. In fact, it's just going to make everything more complicated. So, um, but I always would suggest that you open yourself up and always keep yourself open, right? So this is where being jaded can actually be a positive thing. Because you can say, look, I'm done with this kind of person. Like, I'm not going to date another unavailable person, or I'm not going to date another addict or abusive person or somebody who disrespects me or whatever the negative patterns have been in your life. I'm just not going to do it. Mm. The minute I see it, if I have that feeling come up, I'm out. So it's actually more like I can be jaded and not be putting so much pressure on a relationship. Right. So I always say, use that time as an opportunity for growth within yourself to find these things that might be blockages. Because I I also see oftentimes, I would say the majority of the time when people come to me and say, it's just not going to happen for me. I've been hurt enough. I'm not going to do this anymore. Just, it's just not in the cards for me, but they're not seeing that they are still putting that same energy into them that still attracts that kind of person. They Mm -hmm. haven't allowed themselves to make that shift. Right. It's so true. I mean, Aisha, have you, have you felt jaded? You know, I haven't really felt totally jaded just because I was lucky enough to be able to see outside myself and recognize the pattern sooner and, you know, not necessarily blame the dating process, but more of like myself. (laughs) So I wouldn't say that I've been jaded. I definitely have friends who are. I have one friend who is basically, I feel like is like punishing herself at this point and like not allowing herself to date at all. Um, She went through a breakup about a year ago now, I would say. um, And she's just now starting to feel like, oh, I'm kind of lonely. I want to see somebody, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, oh, okay, well, let's, you know, try and date. And she's like, no, I'm just not ready or no one's going to like, you know, so she's like sort of falling down that pattern right now, um, which is like, it's really hard to see because I'm like, you're such a great person. And I just wish you would allow yourself to be open. And I feel like a lot of people sort of start feeling that way after like a series of bad situations. Yeah. They're just like closed off. That's the thing. It's it's more than being jaded. It's more Mm -hmm. than being closed off and not open. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I would just always say, be open to wherever and whoever, you know, travel. Mm. I mean, I don't, I mean, traveling is a weird topic right now. (laughs) Back in the day when I continued to get hurt, you know, after breakups, I would take myself on a trip. Mm, yeah. I to Paris, I took myself to Hawaii all by myself just to keep okay. myself open to see who I would meet. I was always open to meeting somebody who wasn't in the same city as me, which is really interesting mm. because my husband was in Missouri and I was in California. Oh, look at that. Oh. You know? So, and then we moved in together very quickly. But um, yeah, so that I always say, you know, just be open to whomever anywhere because it only takes one person. Yeah, right. totally one person. See, I, 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 I 
Go ahead. Sorry, doctor. I remember just hiking. I used to take these long hikes in in Hollywood and I would see all of the buildings and the lights and the windows. And I would just say to myself, like, it's just one person that I need to connect with. That's it. Yeah. You know? And so I, it's shifting the mindset instead of staying in that negative mindset of my unlimited belief, my limited beliefs in love, because that's right. really what it is. It's that limited belief in thinking versus that unlimited belief in thinking. It's, it's so true. We, at work. we say mm-hmm. it on the podcast all the time. It's like, you're not looking to match and date 7 billion people. Mm-hmm. You're looking for maybe the one or two or three or, you know, whatever, if you're poly in multiple relationships, but you're, you're looking for a smaller amount than, than that. And, uh, I think like, I sympathize a lot with the people who feel very jaded because that was me for so long um, of being in so many repeated shitty relationships. And I can testify to what you're saying about it being like a mindset shift and how the jadedness taught me that, okay, like I'm unhappy in this situation, but I can't keep saying like it's all these other people. Like I'm the right. only constant in my life. So maybe I got to like figure out what I'm doing to attract those people. And then I started working on the codependency stuff and then realized like after that, that that's again, that mindset set shift that if I keep saying all guys are dicks, like I'm right. going to keep seeing that. But what if I just play something like a, I created like a fake reality. I said, what if all guys are great? Like, what if I'm like, there are lots of nice guys out there. There are lots of nice guys out there. And then I started naturally not being attracted to the kind of bad boy type of character. And then, then I would look at him and be like, Oh my God, like so sad. You're like that. I'm not into this anymore. Yeah. You know? And then it's a prime example, right? That's the, so that's an exercise that I give my clients too. I say, write down all of your limiting beliefs in love. So write them down, write down 15. And so one of those is all guys are dicks, right? Mm-hmm. And then you write the exact opposite of that. Exactly. Yes. My limit, my, un- my limiting beliefs in love and my unlimiting beliefs in love. Yes. You write the exact opposite that they're there are many wonderful men out there, right? So you just say, I'm never going to attract anybody. I am opening myself up to attract the person when I'm ready. You know, and a lot of it's about timing, but it is mindset mindset work that needs to shift. And that really works, guys, because if you don't know, I actually go to Dr. Eris's center. Um, and so I uh, have worked with one of her therapists for years. And that's an exercise I have done. And it, I've like, I've like now used that exercise in life. I now like at first it was for dating. Then I started doing it for, you know, a certain limiting beliefs I had in that phase in my life. And now I've used it for other phases in life. Like I do it all the time and I find it like, it's really amazing. That simple thing of like an affirmation over and over again. Um, and like reading it again and again and like reminding yourself. Yeah. Journaling is really powerful. Writing is a way of healing. I mean, when you're when you're in it, when you're in the muck, right. <laughs> when you're in the rough place in life, journal, write about it, do it like it's your job. I did. And it changed my world. 
my twenties were not easy in relationships. I had a lot of negative behaviors and patterns. I attracted really unpositive situations in my life. And I had to make that shift for myself because I knew nobody was going to help me other than myself. Because even if you do see a therapist, you have to do the work and that changing within yourself. It's just having that guide to reflect upon you, maybe some of the things you need to look at within yourself. Um, Should people date other people (laughs) who are (laughs) jaded or like, what do you do if you're dating someone and you sort of start noticing, like, what if you're in a good place and you start noticing somebody else has these like unhealthy patterns? Should we just be taking more time? Are jaded people also lovable? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, are you going to date somebody that makes you feel like crap? It's Mm -hmm. more about how are you going to handle their jadedness? So if you allow that jadedness to bring you down, then that's like a red flag right there. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's something you need to look at. However, if they're jaded and you're like, whatever, like you can feel the way you feel. I'm just in a totally different space and I'm going to go about my life. They might find that really attractive and shift their stance. So you really have to just ask yourself in any relationship, is this person bringing me up or are they bringing me down? Can I grow in a positive way upward or are they just going to make me feel like I'm falling backwards? No matter what, it's a learning experience, but you just have right. to ask yourself that. 100%. Um, what are some some signs that people is is what one sec, is being jaded the same as like pessimism? I mean, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Right, yeah. It like I'm really pessimistic. I'm having a negative mindset. If you're How jaded, can- you are. The glass is half empty. It's not right. half full. And, but, but those things can be changed. Yes. If you get hurt in the dating world, just see where you can, how you can allow these experiences, allow you to grow, to become more of who you are. If you date people and I mean, the most horrific situations in life are opportunities for growth within yourself they just are um you know so I mean I wrote a book uh, I was an author in a book of many negative situations it was called thank god I um and it was everybody wrote about their negative situations and said like thank god like for me it was like thank god my boyfriends broke up with me And it was like, okay, I could finally see the other side of it because I did the work on it, right? So I could have very easily become jaded, but if I'm jaded, I'm miserable. I'm not in a good space and I just don't choose to live life that way. So even when people are bringing their negative behaviors and patterns in my life, which happens, I just don't react anymore. I just have my boundaries around it because I will still attract it in my life. There's always, there's always room for growth. So, I mean, it's once again, it's just mindset. Everything is like, how do I want to live my life? Who do I want to be? And how can I grow from these experiences? Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like a bit of a daunting task, right? Like what do you find when you work with clients to be the biggest barrier to them? They are their biggest barrier. Yeah. 
Is it, it just, is it, because, is it like an unwillingness or is it laziness yeah. or is it just? It's, it's unawareness and unwillingness. I mean, it really depends if you suffer from, you know, a diagnosis such as depression or anxiety, you might have treatment resistant depression, anxiety or whatever it is that you suffer from. So there's varying levels of that. If you don't suffer from any of that and you've just had a shit show of bad experiences, then it's really just, I said, an opportunity for you to have a breakthrough. You just have to do the work. It sounds like a daunting task, like you said, but it also is fucking amazing because who wants to live and be miserable? You know, it's up to you to find happiness. The relate, you're only going to attract where you're at in your life and you're attracting these people clearly for a reason because you have, you still have shit you have to work through. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and, And it's also for like the people who, like are going through relationships and maybe they're not attracting somebody bad, but they are creating constant friction within a relationship, right? Like that's also that's insecurity, the- jealousy. I think sometimes, oh, I mean, oh, I was no. reading about like being too dependent, but also being too independent. Like, is it all about balance? Well, I don't think there's any such thing as balance. I think it's all about, I don't, I really don't think that there is such thing as balance because every, there's always going to be something that gets more attention, right? Um, It's about feeling good about yourself. I think that is the key to success is I feel good no matter if I am in this relationship or not. Now, if I'm yearning relationship, then amazing. That's okay. Stop judging yourself for not being in one right now in this time, because it is also about timing. Mm-hmm. Because that those two forces need to come together <laughs> at the right time as well, right? So and, and you have to kind of let it go to that. But if you can find joy in your life and just love life, it will be, it will happen. You just don't know what it's going to look like. And I do find that a lot of people who say that they can't find anybody are pretty closed off, yeah. like on their own. Yeah. I, I have a really close friend and um, she's been single for a long time. She's in her 40s. And I'm always like, okay, so like get on an app and like do stuff and she doesn't want to, or then she doesn't want to put in the work for it. And then if she meets somebody, she's like extra picky about it. And I'm like, okay, well you want in your head some 10 that, or 12 that doesn't exist really, or maybe they do, but it's kind of like, we're just like, she's clearly not open and, and it's just a silly concept because because sometimes isn't the the ten just like in our mind? It's like the person that you're attracted to. Yeah, I mean, there's no perfect person out there. Yeah, <laughs> or like they could physically look like a ten, but their personality is two. You know, and it's just like, but you could meet somebody who looks like a four, but their personality makes them a fifteen for you. Right. Yeah. Do you find that a lot though? That like, sorry, Aish, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's, that's the issue with a lot of people, I feel like, is we're like, oh, yeah, we want this relationship, but we also want fucking 
every single thing to be lined up and perfect. And if it's not that, then told you there's no one out here for me. So I almost feel like there's a, a comfortability in it. And like, you know, you want to be right. So it doesn't that, matter what's happening. Do you see that, Dr. Aris? Like people almost like being attached to the idea of like being the jaded single person? Yes, 100%. And I think that it's not, I, I, they're, they just don't understand that they're there. Mm-hmm. They don't understand it. And they are in, remember when we talked about the personality types, they're just in this distress and there's no, they cannot see past that distressed feeling. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I, I see this all the time, you know? And so that is like, negative mindset, jaded, whatever you want to call it, unwillingness to be vulnerable and open up, unwillingness to really break those patterns. Cause I still just want to go with that high that that person that brings the negativity out in me, you know, it's like, that's what they're addicted to. You know, it's, it's an, an addiction to wherever they're at, wherever mm-hmm. they're staying in this negative feeling. So you have to find a way out of this negative place and find a way to be open, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you're open again and you see Groundhog's Day happening again, look within yourself. And if right. you can't do the work by yourself, then talk to somebody and help allow them to help you, you know, guide you through it. There's nothing wrong with that. I needed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's the it's the best. Yeah. Uh Okay, so what do you, what happens with the people? Like the hardest thing for me, and I'm sure other people feel this way, is like sometimes you know it, right? You're like, oh, okay, I know this is the problem. But in the moment, I forget. Right, because... Because like I'm in the moment. Well, I'm in, not in the moment. I really like that feeling. You know <laughs> right. it's happening. You just want to ignore it's happening yeah. because it yeah. feels too good. yeah. So what, what do you do then? Like, how do you, like, I feel like the hardest part about changing behavior is in that split second moment. I think it's, that's the opportunity when you recognize it. So don't ignore it. Mm -hmm. Go through and just allow yourself to be vulnerable and honest to yourself. You don't have to let them know, oh, I'm repeating a pattern here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't announce it. Don't, right. You don't need to do that. But you can let yourself know. And then this is what's really good when you can ask, you can talk about it with a friend or therapist or whoever you want to talk to. And just, it's not, it doesn't mean that the relationship's necessarily wrong. It might be how you are in that relationship, how you respond in that relationship. So that is what I suggest. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is all so helpful. Aish, do you have any questions regarding unhealthy patterns? Or jaded? <laughs> I guess, I mean, you know, it's the same thing. It's just how, what do we do? How do we break it? How do we make it stop? So I would start, like I said, just the simple way, write down in one sentence the patterns that you are seeing right. within yourself. And... Once you know that that's there, you know what you need to shift and mm-hmm. stop doing. And don't try and do too many things at once and break too many patterns at once. Just stop right. with the ones that you know that you can say in a simple sentence. Because it's usually 
for example, I date unavailable men. Okay. So next time when you find out that this guy or girl just broke up with somebody two weeks ago, you might want to be like, Hey, I think you're totally attractive and I'd love to go out with you, but (laughs) call me when you think you might be a little bit more ready, you Mm. know, or something like that. Like do, yeah. You know, just make that shift that way. That's, uh, I so appreciate you saying uh, don't add too many because we right. we start sitting there and then you, you get more daunted with, oh my God, there's this giant list of shit I have to fix. I suck. And <laughs> We're so I'm hard okay. on ourselves. I don't think it needs to be that difficult. I really don't. I think that there are like pretty obvious, um, like you said, you're quick to get angry. You know, I'm quick to get angry too. I saw a lot of arguing, you know, so I'm quick. And, and so just like learning that, okay, stop and just take a step, step away. Don't be so reactive, you know, walk away. Um, that's like the one, you know, one of the things I can really look at, or, you know, there's certain things that I can look at and easily just change, just be honest with myself, take a true look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I could really change this about myself. <laughs> you know, I, this could take a little work. And then once you're able to do that, I think you can make those changes. And it's definitely like a constant process because like I'm super, I'm I'm sick right now. I haven't been, I've had a couple of things happen back to back this month. And so I've realized like it was a big wake up call last few days for me where I go, oh my God, when I'm sick, I'm extra like I snap. You know, where if somebody's and obviously I get it is because like my energy is low and blah, blah, blah. But I realize like it's not it, it doesn't make me feel good. You know, You're I snapped at my mom your twice. Body, your body's telling you like, whoa, you need to yes. slow down right now. If all these things are happening, like this is a moment to maybe just take a look within. Exactly. Down and really look around you and see what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. That we, was. Ex- yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's been it. And like, and seeing that, uh, I notice that when I'm sick, I get very negative easily Mm -hmm. where normally I have much more willpower to keep myself in sort of a centered place. I was just finding myself going nuts. I was like, I was like, who is this person? Why have I like lost? I felt like I lost my mind. I was like, what's happening? And I, I had to be like, okay, you're sick. Your body is telling you something you need to rest stop being like all these other things matter right now. The only moment matters right now and like chill. And so like I started meditating again and been listening to Eckhart Tolle's podcast. It's really great guys. Check it out. Um, (laughs) And then I I also realized I was like, oh, I got to get back into therapy in a bit. But these are moments, right? When these things happen that are opportunities for growth, that's exactly what you're saying. So you recognize the pattern and now you're like, okay, I want to talk to my therapist for a hot minute because I want to see what's going on and how I can shift this. And that's just, you're on that journey to individuation, that journey of really figuring out like who you are as a whole being, right? So these are moments that are bound to happen for all of us. So it's just, opportunities for growth. Yeah, it's, uh, I so appreciate, I really, really do just appreciate you saying that. I feel like a broken record, but um, because people don't often see the the negative things as opportunities and, um, you know, I would say probably the most constant 
concept in most books around philosophy or spiritual growth or anything are always that life is suffering, right? Like things are going to keep happening. The only constant is that some shit's going to happen to you. Yes. It's how we handle the shit or what we do with the shit. Now, it doesn't mean you, you don't get hurt and you don't get sad and you don't get angry and you don't have all these feelings. That's totally fine. But it is a constant. It is a constant. But it once you can see that as like what you were saying, you had a rough week and you're seeing yourself snap. So you call the therapist and you're like, okay, it's time for me to look at these things within myself. You're just recognizing it. That's it. Instead of being in this unconscious cycle of Groundhog's Day that feels really negative. And, and so that would be attached to the jaded sense of living life. It's just glasses half full. I have a negative mindset. Nothing's ever going to happen. I can't make these changes. I'm stuck. Nothing good is going to happen. That's just going down this negative cycle. Whereas, okay, like this relationship didn't work out. You know, I didn't do anything wrong here. Right. What is this all about? Let me look within myself. I'm just going to keep myself open and have fun. And it's going to happen when it's going to happen. Right. You know? And and every piece of shit that you might be slipping on is an opportunity. Yeah, it is. To next time look down and maybe walk around it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Dr. Eris, we love having you on the I podcast. I coming here. Let's do it again. Oh my God, uh, 100%. I, anytime. <laughs> you could come every week. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, by the way, I haven't seen you the past couple of times. So I, I know. You, so it's so nice to see you. Yes. Happy to be back. <laughs> she was very sad last time that she was missing the episodes you did. I was. Yeah. And I heard this shout out and I was like, oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Eris, once again, thank you so much. And can you tell everybody about Face It and where they can uh, find all of your wonderful uh, material and how they can reach you? You can just go to heyfaceit.com and you'll find everything there for our counseling company. And then you can go to dreris.com, doctor spelled out. And you can find everything else there. I am Dr. Er- D-R-E-R-I-S on Instagram. So, And guys, we're going to have uh, all these links in the description of this episode so you can uh, check Dr. Eris out there. Please follow her. And uh, I'm telling you, you, <laughs> you and your company have changed so much in my life. So I'm always grateful. It really works. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Love you guys. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Friends, you can also follow us. We're on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please tell a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, we'd be so grateful. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, Aisha say it since my voice is dying. <laughs> we know it's tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.
Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. And Deanna Martinez is our graphic designer. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.